Welcome, folks, to Release the Adventure, a podcast about going outside and having a good time. Today's a little odd. I'm Brad. And I'm Sean. And we're in the same room. Same room. We can reach out and high five. Which is weird. Most of the time, because of Rona, we've had to keep our far, far distance of an hour. But still, enough that we haven't been able to sit down and have a conversation. Yeah. Which is cool. And as most of you know, um, today is May May 10th. 10th. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. I know you won't hear this until after the fact, but happy Mother's Day. Um, Rona's starting to let us leave. Have some lifts. I would say governments are at the very least letting us leave. However, let's let's hope Rona stays stays back and uh, stays away for a good long time. Absolutely, that's how I'm feeling too. But we'll see because they're lifting a lot of bands on a lot of places. And so, what we're going to talk about today is our first ride back for the season. Yeah. So. We, Not just a season, but like two seasons now. Yeah. Yeah, I've ridden in two seasons. Yeah. So he went off and Hua. became a Hua, Hua man. Went out and did the Army thing. Did the Army thing. So yeah. I spent last season. I was outside. Yeah. You were outside a lot. I was outside, but it wasn't the fun outside. I was just depressed because I didn't have my best friend. <laughs> yeah. No riding buddies. Um, yeah. That was... Yeah, I didn't realize it was two. two yeah, it's, it's been it's, like it's a year been, and a half. It's been like a year and a half. Almost two, two years now. So, yeah, we've been out of it for quite some time. Yeah. Damn. And here yeah. we had our listeners fooled thinking we were some kind of prestigious mountain bikers. <laughs> we just mountain biking all the time. <laughs> no, no. No. No, everybody has their off days and their off seasons. They end up having to do things type of thing. And you can also be a first-time rider, too, where when you go out, you have to experience something that's kind of odd. And you don't. Like, I wasn't ready today. Yeah. I had a lot of energy just from the excitement, but I didn't think we were going to ride quite as much as we did because we rode for, like, four and a half hours, which we haven't done that in forever. So, it was pretty intense. So, we definitely pushed it today. Um, We went to Kurt Gowdy State Park in Wyoming in between Laramie and Cheyenne. Yeah, it feels a part of Laramie despite being kind of – dead set in the middle, but it feels part of Laramie more so than Cheyenne. Yeah, and it's a pretty fun state park. Yeah, definitely. It's got lots of options, all the way from super easy greens, but it's just really uphilly and low hilly and very easy to do. But then they also have blacks, and I'd say there's a couple sections that could be teetering on the double black when it comes to jumps and Kind of featured rock features that yeah. are gnarly as all get out. Yeah, that uh, rock gym number one area that we were in the beginning Ooh. that was that was close to a double plaque. Yeah, that's hike a bike. Yeah, no, for, for sure. There was a certain section where you you like do it like a six foot drop, and then you like go down and you hit like a little like kicker rock type of deal. And it's like yeah, that's probably close to a double black for the area at least. I mean, if you're in Moab, it might just be considered a regular black, but for this area pretty close to a double black yeah for sure that's yeah gnarly i wasn't ready no yeah no i wasn't ready for that but i was really surprised and proud that of how good i felt because i thought i thought i was going to be back like to square one and okay, yeah. for the first little bit 
it wasn't feeling great, but ultimately I felt within, you know, 30 minutes or so, maybe less that I felt like I was back in the swing of things. I took more like an hour. Yeah. It was, I, I was fine. My thighs were hurting, but I was like, okay, this isn't bad. And then after we, so, so you folks know there's basically two or three different sides of Kurt Gowdy. One's on one side of the river, other side of the river, and then south of that, yeah. kind of in a different area. We stayed up in the top two, and we rode one side of the river, and then went to the other side of the river. Um, so we tried to go do a trail that we shouldn't, that wasn't there, that we thought was there, <laughs> that was yeah. more of like a walking path, hike, yeah, level death. <laughs> it wasn't good, for sure. I mean, when we were trying the... Side that we tried first, we had never tried before, but this was on the, what was it called? The Creek, something Creek Trail? Crow Creek. Crow, Crow Creek Trail. Yep. Kind of through there and then through some others. I mean, and then we were on uh, Albert's Alley. Albert's Alley was, and yeah. El Alto yeah. as well. Yep. Albert's Alley and El Alto were really fun because those were kind of blue black areas mm-hmm. and so it, and it was a ways away from um hidden falls which is where all the hikers were going to, to today for mother's day but um yeah once we got closer and closer to hidden falls it just became a mess and one too many <laughs> wrong wrong turns got us yep. into death death valley oh i don't know social distancing paranoid oh bill <laughs> So, folks, still social distance. It's just healthy in general. And we walked into this area where they lifted the ban in Wyoming really only about 10 days ago. So, really, we don't, we're not lifted fully. We can't go back to work. We're still teleworking. And that doesn't open until the 15th. And we found about 70 people just chilling together on these hidden falls. Yeah, and it was just, like, people, like, multiple people on boulders, like, 10 people on a boulder, and then you go down the river, and then there's, like, 20 people on the river or something, just all within just standing distance with each other. It was, it was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. This isn't good. For sure. <laughs> we tried to ride away as quickly as we could, but uh, there were some sections where some humans were blocking, so we got to hike a bike and practice our deadlift. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Not just hike a bike. This was deadlifting the bike, just... Completely over your head type of thing. And, um, yeah. It's just... Those people around there had never seen a mountain biker in their life before. <laughs> no. No. And everybody was like, what are you guys doing? You know, no. I don't really know, but we're like, trying. We think there's a trail over here. We're going. We're going to try. And it was it was yeah. a struggle. And it was definitely an experience, which was fun. But we definitely learned that. People are not as considerate to bikers as we hoped. Yeah. It, it was just mostly that one area. When we were out of that area a good distance, a lot of people give us the right away when technically we should be giving them, which was nice. But it's one of those things where you just have to communicate and do visual communication over the trail and make sure people are uh, understanding of each other who's going to yield to who, which was, which was nice. Yeah. It was just that one area in the actual Hidden Valley Falls where it was just bad. And then the reason why we even got over there because we thought we were under the assumption that we were going the correct way as 
as always happens when you're <laughs> going on trails that you've never been on before. Yeah. But yeah, we ended up crossing the river with our bikes and it wasn't that deep, but it was deep enough to be a problem. And we got swamp foot and it was deep enough to get like in to the bottom bracket very temporarily. So that was kind of a problem, but fortunately the bikes dried out quick. So didn't do any damage to the bottom bracket or cranks or chain all, all the above. So yeah. that, was, that was good. But we were just contemplating for a long time of how to get out of this spot. Cause we were trying to like avoid as many people as possible. Cause literally it was like, a good 60, 75 people just in this small area. I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> How do we get out of here without having to, like, deadlift our bikes one, once again? And then people started climbing over by the way that we were going to go by. I was like, well, <laughs> you know, I just said screw it and uh, just, just went back in, in, into the river. I was getting tired out of it. Yeah. I was getting frustrated. <laughs> Me too. Because there was a trail for trail with big quotations around it. Yeah. That was more of a climb, but yeah, if we were just hiking, easy. Yeah. We could have made it up there, but carrying a 30 to 40 pound bike yeah. and hiking up that would have been near impossible. Otherwise, it would have just been a pain in the butt. Yeah. Super uncomfortable. Not really worth it. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those things where if we had one of those very specialty, like $300 hike-a-bike backpacks where you climb to a summit of a mountain and then, then ride down type of deal, you know, it would have been easy, but yeah. we don't have those things. <laughs> no, no. If anybody wants to send us one, we'll try it. <laughs> but I'll be honest, I don't like walking anyways or hiking or uphill in general. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's one of those things, you know, where we're all living for the downhill at a certain point. Even if even if you are a cross-country person, you got to admit, the downhill is a lot more fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. That's just a matter of fact. For sure. So I guess let's roll into what it's like coming back after a long hiatus or what it's like on your first ride where yeah. you're like, I just want to go ride my bike. <laughs> but what kind of trails do you look for? What, like, how far do you want to ride? That's a big thing that a lot of people don't think about when it comes to riding. Because you're like, oh, it'll be fine. The mile, uh, it, the trail's only three and a half miles long. Well, right. how much is your elevation? And today we probably did 2,500 feet of elevation change. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, uh, we didn't have Strava turned on, so I don't have the exact you know numbers or whatever. But it was four and a half hours of biking and hiking you know when when we had to so there was there was a lot of elevation change a lot of up and down throughout kurt gowdy that's one of the things is i tend to like places where it's just all uphill all downhill so then you can have just get get all the pain out of the way in one miserable section and then yeah you get all of the joy in the next section but i mean kurt it's a lot of uphill downhill action but yeah just feeling it out it's it was interesting going into it i thought i was gonna be back to square one you know i was telling you that earlier but i really thought i was gonna be back to square one losing a lot of what i had gained over the time that we were really into it you know two year and a half two years ago whatever it was at this point where we were trying to go out every weekend if we could Mm -hmm. so i thought i was gonna lose a lot of that and honestly i felt probably like even better once i got into Mm -hmm. it towards the end like because usually i was talking to you about this with you on the trail but usually in like a new section i just go overly slow 
with my bike because again I have a cross country bike, only front suspension, no no full squish, unfortunately. But you know I'm just really cautious, and it's fine to be cautious. But at a certain point, you gotta learn that some features are more safe when you're going faster rather than as slow as possible. Because there was one one feature towards the end where there was two line choices in that kind of slick rock area. Mm, I took yes, the left yeah. line, you took the right line. Oh, too. man. <laughs> Shouldn't have took the right line. And when I saw it, it didn't look bad from the angle. And Sean had just did this really simple roll down. And I was like, oh, okay, that looks fun. But the right looks like it might be a foot drop or yeah. just a little bit of a whoop. Yeah. It wasn't a whoop. <laughs> it was like almost four feet. A uh, kerklunk basically. Yeah. And I was going way too slow for a drop. So I didn't have the yeah. flow to, to the flow to get over it. So going into that, always, if you look at a feature and you don't know exactly what it is, stop, set the bike down, go look at it. Yeah. Then ride it. Cause if we would have done that, right. <laughs> I would have walked my happy butt up another yeah. 10 to 15 feet and got the speed and hooked it and hooked it. Exactly. Yeah, because when the speed that you're going at, you wanted it to be a roller, essentially. Yeah. A, just a more steep roller, but that was just like a sharp four-foot drop pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not, not even like the Moab, like 60-degree angle drops. It was just, just straight up down. And so that was, yeah, I heard you. I heard you back there, and I was just like, that's the type of scream where Brad does when he's actually crashing. <laughs> so I immediately slammed on brakes and looked back, you know, and I was just like, oh. Okay, I guess he survived. That's good. Yeah, and we didn't crash today. We didn't crash today. I expected crashes from, yeah. from both of us. And there yeah. were some little things of popping off the trail and yeah. being able to slam on our brakes to be able to stop. So maybe we just didn't push ourselves when it comes to the downhill sections. But I yeah. think on the uphill and the amount of miles that we did. Right. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it was physically tiring and physically pushing ourselves because even when we were, again, trying to do this every weekend, we would usually only do one section of Kurt. You know, we'd only do Stone Temple to Ignoramus, Rock and Roller, and then call it, call it good there. Yeah, and we were t super tired yeah. at the end of it. We were super tired at the end of yeah. it. And that's and today, after we had already done like three hours, we knocked that out really quickly in the last hour. So that was really good. That was surprising. And also, it kind of goes to show to, like, certain areas that we used to session in the past, just how powerful sessioning can be for your skill set. Yes, yes, And learning yes. certain features. Because there are certain features where, you know, there's a certain area that has a big rock feature, and it's kind of uh, has some exposure to it. There's a big cliff on the right-hand side, you know, it's like a good 15-foot drop. But realistically, the line is nowhere near there. It's just you have a little bit of altitude in that moment. It's a little scary. And we were first doing that. We, it took us like 30 minutes to like even work up the courage to do it and try to figure it out. And I looked at it, and, you know, this time I was just like, oh, man, there's there's always that little bit of worry. But it's just like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. And first try for both of us, really super clean. Yeah, we cleaned it immediately. And I felt exactly the same. I was like, oh, sugars, this isn't going to work out well. And I was like getting worried because like I haven't ridden in so long. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I got this. It'll be okay. And then I just hucked it. I just went and it felt yeah. supernatural. And I was glad that we had the ability 
to what, a year and a half ago, two years yeah. to session that exact spot. Because then I looked at it and I went, oh, I think I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I can do this. So it just followed the line and felt right. really comfortable. Yeah, so definitely when you're getting back into it, you know, don't be afraid to session spots that you used to session. It might be worth um, going back and retrying those things, making sure your skills are up to par than what you used to be. And it, it never hurts a session in general if you find a fun fun feature to ride. Yeah, absolutely. That's And also look around your house, not inside your house outside your house <laughs> and in your neighborhood or your local parks and look for little things that are skinnies or little drops or just something to mess around with. And that's a really good thing to build up skills that you don't realize you don't have. Right. Until you see a skinny that's like the side pavers of a, of some part of a park and then you get on them and you're like, Oh, I really suck at skinnies. And then you ride that for 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then before you know it, you're sliding right through that. So then the next time you're on a trail and you see a skinny, you're like, that looks similar. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Right. And then you feel even more confident on a new feature that looks similar. For sure. Definitely a, how would you say, cross training, I guess you could consider it. Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, similar things with similar skill, skill sets, basically. What was your favorite part today? I would say my favorite part, my favorite part of the trail will honestly be Albert's Alley. That was fun. And I, and I think overall it was my favorite because there were sections of downhill that was probably about 30 seconds to a minute. Right. Of straight downhill. Yeah. That was kind of like a flow tech. Yeah. So it didn't feel super flowy flow but it also didn't feel like i had to be holding on to my brakes and that's fair. watching every single line i had to hit so i could kind of just go with the flow and see how it goes yeah for sure that was definitely i would tell you it was really fun there were certain sections of crow creek that i really enjoyed where we had some downhill bits but there was these certain rock features like a couple boulders where you had to kind of do some technical work with your pedals where you had to like pedal switch from side to side so you don't crank bash and run into a boulder essentially where, you know, one side of your pedals is going to be high then the other side is low and then you quickly switch to where it's vice versa. And that was really fun for me. And just kind of going through the different like rock gardens in certain areas. And also just kind of, there's a few spots where I was able to do some like improvised jumps off of mm-hmm. like little small kicker, kicker ramp rocks, I guess you could call them. Yeah. But those, those are always fun. And some of the more... Rudy sections were fun where you can kind of pop up off the big tree roots is fun too. For sure. I really enjoy those two that kind of give uh, a alternative line to the line. Yeah. So that you can be like, okay, well, I'm going to miss this one because I don't have enough speed or I'm feeling tired. But if you see a little rock, you can be like, ooh, ooh, and get a little jump off of and try to get a little bit of air. And try to do a little bit of, I guess, something different so it doesn't feel so monotonous Yeah. while you're just trolling through the trails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when uh, we get a little bit more back in shape, a little bit more technically in shape, I guess, as well. Likewise, we skipped a lot of El, El Alto. And yes. 
Yeah. I was pretty excited about that because there was a lot of slick rock there, a lot of downhill slick rock. It looked pretty fun. But it was just something where we were kind of already – we experienced Alberta Alley, and that was already really fun. We are kind of looking for the next thing, and that was kind of this contiguous part that we just kind of just passed up on. But it, it did look fun, though. And El Alto was another loop that came off of Crow Creek. Mm-hmm. So you had to – and we were also like trying to budget our energy as well right. so that we could not die and actually be able to make it out of the trail. Um, so we kind of saw it and we were like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So if we probably would have done El Alto, we probably wouldn't have done our second set Yeah. over at uh, Rock and Roll. Yeah, I was also one of those things where they were rating El Alto just as straight up black and you know first first time back where you're fine with some black features but not just straight black for two miles would probably be too much for the level that we're currently at so it was it was fun doing some blue black kind of medium grade features with Albert's Alley and then the tiny bit of El Alto and then from there it was kind of Crow, Crow Creek status and the best part of Crow Creek man was even though we were stopping every two seconds for hikers to pass us but man, really beautiful river there or creek. Oh yeah, oh yeah, super beautiful. And having that coolness from the river, yeah, that was nice. Uh, made it so because it was probably one of the first hot hot days that we've had in Wyoming, or at least our section of Wyoming, since last summer. Yeah, it was and a good good temperature. With that nice breeze off of the lake or off of the river, it was just very pretty. There yeah, a couple spots too. That would be a great place for a picnic. Yeah, definitely. So when it comes to Crow Creek, I wanted to talk a little bit about what kind of loops you can do with it. Because there's a lot of side features off of Crow Creek itself, including Albert's Alley. And then there's a section down south of it, Bone Collector, Slip and Slide, Skin and Bones. Good names. (laughs) I'm enjoying that. And then into Moraka, which is also a trail that I've seen a lot of people go and ride that are a way bigger skill level than us. And that's something I'd like to work up to because it's a black. But it's a black that has features that are more conducive to learning Mm. and not conducive to dying. That's good. Those are are really, really good trails and features that I really like because there were certain bits throughout all this ride where there are certain things where I had to really push myself and make sure I was doing all the technical things right. I, I really appreciate those little features where it pushes yourself, but it, it's not like you're hucking it off a cliff type of move where you're like, okay, this this is getting bad really quick. I don't, I'm I'm scared. <laughs> Somebody yeah. hold me. I'm scared. Like, no, 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 no. And then you're holding your brakes, and then you're too scared, and then you don't huck it, then you hurt yourself because yeah. it's too big of a feature to step on your brakes. Right. And then it ends up being this big cycle of messed up yeah when it breaks down to go look at your features yeah always look at your features which today we learned we didn't <laughs> there were a couple that we just were like oh we've done this before even if you've done it before if it's been a while go look please go look because i was so scared at the very end over off i don't even know which trail that was ignoramus was it Ignoramus it coming down? Between rock and, rock and Roller and Ignoramus. Yeah, coming off Rock and Roll, going back onto Ignoramus, because you have to take Ignoramus to get to Rock and Roll from 
Stone Temple. There's this roller, this guy was sessioning, trying to climb up, and I saw him, and he was like, just calm down. And I was like, sure. <laughs> and I had no idea what it looked like, and I just rolled over it. Worst line choice. And I got to the bottom, and I was like, how am I alive right now? <laughs> and my suspension was locked out because I'm dumb. Yeah, I was going to say, and we learned well, later on, your suspension was locked out the entire time. So anytime You're riding a rigid bike, essentially. Oh, yeah, with just a little squish. Yeah. But I would have thought about it, opened it up, paid attention. So that's something to think about, too, is if you have a, even a lockout on your front fork, lockout on both of them, check it out. Make sure that when you start to get to really flowy downhill, you unlock all of those. Yeah. So then you have your full squish. Opener up. And then you're not feeling... Because I was feeling it in my shoulders and my arms. And yeah. I've never done that while mountain biking. And now I realize it was user's problem. User's <laughs> issues. Yeah. But if I would have just been like, oh, spin this a couple turns, spin this a couple turns, squishy. <laughs> and then I, my shoulders and neck wouldn't be hurting. But... I'm yeah. also kind of enjoying it because I haven't felt this kind of like sore from riding in years. It's been a while. Yeah, I can. I'm, I'm feeling it a little bit in my shoulder blade right, right now. But yeah, I was. When you're riding fully rigid like that, your body is absorbing all the chatter rather than your suspension. So mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense that you're feeling that way. Okay, so let's talk about truly, truly first riders. Like, you bought your bike yesterday. You're like, oh, I'm so excited. Let's go. Super stoked. What do you do? Who do you talk to? What apps do you look at? What are the things that you look at to try to make sure that you're not going out there so blind and so unprepared that it's just a bad experience? And then you go, oh, why did I spend $1,200, $2,000, dollars on a bike? When right. I easily could just be chilling in my house playing League of Legends. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's a lot of, as for the apps thing, on my phone, I currently have downloaded Trail Forks, uh, REI's National Parks Guide, Trails, or whatever it's called, MTB Project, All Trails, and of course, Strava. Strava's more for recording your rides, more so than mapping things out. And Single Tracks. Single Tracks is good. Strava's a good one, too, and... REI has a bunch of different apps for all the national parks. Yeah. Most of the state parks, too. Um, so they're a good resource to look out and just kind of get a generalized thing for. Right. Yeah. The MTB project is the REI app for mountain biker specific. And then uh, I just have the regular national parks one. Yep. Yeah. To kind of get, they kind of tell you a little bit more specifics about what to look out for, where there's. If you're just doing a casual hike up to, you know, Rocky Mountain National Park, or if you're actually going somewhere that's more mountain biking focused, you know, you're going to want to use MTP Project. So, yeah, and uh, I would say part of how you set yourself up for success is making sure you have the proper gear. You know, you and I both are super big into our Camelbacks. Yes, yes. Our, our water hydration systems. But, I mean... Mine's 2.5 liters, and I drank the whole thing to today during the ride. I mean, I would, I'd be dying if I didn't have all that LL water. It would have been super hydrated. Oh, me too. Hydrated. I wouldn't have made it. I don't know. Nah, I know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it yeah. without water. Yeah. And my snacks. Don't forget snacks. Yeah. 
And not something big. You're not making yourself a sandwich. Right. Cliff bars, protein bars, that type of thing. Yeah. Just so it gives you a little boost in sugar. Gives your stomach something to eat other than just water. It makes you feel a little better too. Yeah. So along with snacks and water, you got to make sure that you're bringing all the necessities if you puncture a tire. Yeah. So bring an extra tube, bring a little pump. Or bringing CO2 cartridges so that that gets aired up a little more. That's moved into a little bit more of the higher end stuff. But you can buy those for $10 or $15. And they save wonders amount of times. Yeah. But we've never had to deal with that. No. We've come close to destroying tires and tacoing rooms a few times. Fortunately, never had to do that. But also in that regards, I would say if you're riding with your significant other, your best friend, whomever, or if you're riding in a group, someone in the group should have a first aid kit, a small like backpacking first aid kit, just enough to, if worse comes worse, get you out and get you able to walk out of the trail. So you're not bleeding to death, bleeding to death or uh, something. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. mostly, mostly you'd be concerned about bleeding on the trail to walk your way out. Exactly. Unless things were broken, in which case Sorry, your first aid kit's not going to help you there, but yeah. if there's bones really bad, you know, you could still stop some bleeding. Exactly. And you can always make a splint out of some sticks and a bandage or a t-shirt or that type of thing. But always have at least something, because something is better than nothing. Yeah. And hopefully you never have to use it. Right. Hopefully you just get a little scraped up or fall and have to pull some cactus out of your butt or something easy. Always have it just in case. One thing I kind of failed at doing today is I didn't do a gear check all that well. Because as soon as we got to the trail, oh, my helmet's broken. Sweet, 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 sweet. <laughs> and so it was kind of stabbing me in the back of the head the entire time. And then also get on the trail. Oh, I forgot my gloves. <laughs> do, I have a pair, do I have a third, second pair in my backpack? No, of course not. Okay. Well, it looks like we're just going bare hands in and now my hands are all raw and a little redded up and swollen a bit they're kind of stingy but that, that wasn't super fun and it could have been easily avoidable if i had done a better job at going through the checklist of all all the things which is always hard too and you always got to remember that you're going to make mistakes this experience of mountain biking is not going to be super glorious and beautiful unless you're rich <laughs> And then in that case, buy 10 of everything, and then you're going to have a whole backpack full of stuff. And then you just leave it in the car. Yeah. Or you just grab it on the way. You can be like, oh, I forgot my favorite gloves. I guess I'll wear my fourth favorite. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. I hate it when I have to wear my fourth favorite gloves. And redundancy. Talking about that, I know that was a joke, but redundancy is important. Just like Sean's helmet or Sean's gloves. If I would have had a second pair of gloves, I could just hand it to him. Yeah. Or if I had a backup helmet, I could hand it to him. Just so that if something happens, so on and so forth, you're not left high and dry sitting at the trailhead going, man, do I really want to risk riding? Do I want to do something with riding that might endanger myself? Like a broken helmet. But luckily, Sean's broken parts, like a little like mostly for comfort right yeah it was mostly for comfort to it was in the back of the helmet where the tightening feature was 
So it was mostly just for comfort. And my helmet was already tightened to where I usually have it. So it wasn't like a big deal where I had to mess with that and figure out how I'm going to tighten or loosen my helmet. So that was good at least. But yeah. Also, I would say if you're just starting out and you can't afford the extra bits and bobs of a multi-tool, this, that, and the other thing, see if there's like roadside tools and air pump. Because we figured that out today is we never saw pumps and tools at Kirk Gowdy, but we saw them today, which was super nice to see. Yeah. So. Kirk Gowdy's changed a lot since we rode it last. They've added a couple new trails. They've taken a lot of effort to build up berms, to make it a lot more of a biker experience Yeah. instead of one of those trails that you're like, okay, I need to make sure I got my pump in the car, make sure I have everything that we right. could need for roadside fixes mm -hmm. in case we break something on the bike. Almost everything was there. They even had like a little stand. Yeah, that was, that was cool. And I was like, whoa, that's in small town Wyoming. Yay. Yeah. We're growing up. Maybe I just missed it all the times, but I, I don't remember that ever being there. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. Like, and when we were riding, there was a lot of new little features. Mm -hmm. and a lot of berms. Those berms changed a lot. Yeah, that was, that was nice. Yeah. Made it a lot more fun to ride. Yeah. Keep your uh, speed up and not get scared about doing those off-camber turns. Mm -hmm. Which don't scare me more than anything. Yeah. I don't like the non-berm off-camera turns. That's why today I was just doing the cool mountain biker side whip thing when I was going through turns. <laughs> Which is not always the best. No. Try not to tear up your trails. No. It's, for trail-wise, no. A lot of people work really hard to keep these trails intact. But sometimes yeah. you got to roast the tires. You got to get that good, good turn and... The good hold drift that, action. Hold that back brake and just watch yourself coast. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun doing it. Um, I, I, it wasn't one of those things where I dug in and really ripping rock all over the place. It was just so I could, instead of doing the off-camera turn, just try it, slightly change my geometry where I'm at a proper angle to keep going down. Which made it a lot easier because there was a lot of gravel. Yeah, that's the I, thing about That's something her. we didn't say before. But I don't remember gravel last time. I don't remember this much, that's for sure. Because in Middle Kingdom, there's a ton of gravel, and that was one of the yeah. problems we had with Middle Kingdom. But between Ignoramus and Crow Creek, well, Ignoramus, we did, this is the first day doing Crow Creek, but I don't remember so much gravel. It's just little tiny pebbles that screw you up. You can't really get traction on that super well. It's almost like riding through sand. Yeah, and when you're going down, you're scared that you're going to slide out or yeah. something's going to happen, and I was like, Really worried majority of the time because I was like, I don't want to fall. Right. I just I just want to have one day today be the day that I don't fall and die. And what a success. <laughs> yeah. Which was I had one spillage, but I'm gonna call it spillage and not a crash. Yeah. Because <laughs> I popped over a berm because I just I don't I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> didn't have the right geometry, didn't have the right lean, but I just popped over. And my front wheel went right into the sagebrush, and it just stopped. Clear stop. Oof. And I was like, well, at least I didn't fall over the handlebars. Right, Or yeah. fall next to the handlebars into a big pile of cactus. Yeah. But, yeah. So it was overall a really good ride. Yeah. It was nice to spend our Mother's Day getting out, seeing the outside world. Yeah. Not just being on our computers and... 
That's what it would have been otherwise if we didn't take the effort to come out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I would have been playing the Call of Duty. Yeah. Trying to get that gold dog. I might have been playing games, but for the most part, it was just been a sad day for me. Yeah. So it was good that we got out. Kind of got the morale up at least a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Other than our hike-a-bike experience. (laughs) Because don't don't go to the falls. Just don't go to Hayden Falls. Yeah. If you're on a bike... Go put your bike on the car, lock it up, walk over the Hidden Falls. Because it is not worth trying to ride over there. Yeah, you can ride anywhere in Kurt Gowdy except for the Hidden Falls Trail. Yep. And that's and that's only a small part of the Crow Creek. Yeah, very, very small part. And you can easily avoid it. It's nothing you have to go through to get to. Yeah. If you're like us, that came down from Albert's Alley in El Alto that kind of area, you cross a little bridge and then you have a left or a right turn, you take a left. You don't take take the right. And if you do take the left, there's going to be a point where there's a giant boulder that that's you cannot climb up that. You can't. I'm sorry. You'd have to be a professional level to get that much speed and hit the perfect line like through seven different features and then get like a four and a half, five foot bunny hop on top of that. Yeah, that's <laughs> That's trials type stuff. Yeah, I don't. That, I, you'd have to be super, super good. <laughs> That's like pro line to somehow chain all of those features together and still nail it. <laughs> and there were people following hiking. Yeah. So I couldn't even imagine trying to actually line up the bike good enough to not totally eat it. Right. For sure. Well, folks, that's probably all we got today. Thank you for coming and talking to us about it. Sean, what do you got for the close-ups? Those close-ups, guess our favorite trails of the day were Ignoramus, Rock and Roller, um, Albert's Alley, and El Alto. Those were probably the standouts of the bunch. 100% agree. Other than that, if you're curious, you can always follow us on whatever social media platform and always subscribe to us on your favorite podcast listening network. You can follow us on Twitter at ReleaseTheADV, and you can follow us on Instagram at ReleaseTheAdventure. And did you post that picture of the, the craziness, the, the stampede of Corona? I haven't yet, but you guys <laughs> should see it. I'm going to go ahead and post this picture of 50, 60, 70 people in this stupid Ooh, little area, which, oh, if you can hear it in my voice, I was a wee bit frustrated. It was frustrating, yeah. Anyways, um, I'm still working on... YouTube channel, still working on website stuff. When things start to simmer down a little bit, I'm going to put some more time into that. Going to have more time for that. Yeah. Got furloughed from the job, so not the we don't have to delve into that right now, but going to have some more time. <laughs> Mandatory vacation. Yeah. So call it that. Get some more riding in. Get some exactly. more time to work on some personal projects. That's the hope and the goal. And then coming up... I'm going to hope that we can get a back, at least a slight backlog of an episode or two, because Brad and I are going to try going out to either Fruta or possibly Moab if we're getting really crazy, but most likely just, just Fruta, it's kind of sounding like at this moment. So we, we might miss an episode in the next like two weeks. I think it's going to yeah. be about two weeks it would be. Yeah. So I want to reach out to you guys, any of you that ride mountain bikes or even hike, and that you have seen some amazing trails. Somewhere in either 
closer to the junction area, Grand Junction, Fruta, going into Utah, Southern Utah, that type that are open right now. Because yeah. that's our problem is we look at these high elevation spots that still have snow. So, yeah, I mean, we're excited to go out to the West Slope and experience some new things. So, and if you want to hit us up, you want to, you're in the neck, that neck in the woods, you want to come ride with us, we'd uh, love, love to have you. It's one of our goals eventually on this podcast to put an emphasis on doing group rides and really having this a community focused things. And from, from Brad's office, the dogs are, dogs are getting, getting crazy. They're, they're, they're stir crazy. We, we got to end this. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much. We appreciate you all listening, and we hope that you guys can release your adventure, and we hope to see you soon.